What's up, everybody? Uh, Matt D. Marinas here, coming to you with a Thanksgiving week podcast. Hope everybody's doing well, um, getting ready to uh, celebrate with your families in a safe manner. Um, today, I have uh, head coach of the Creighton women's basketball team, Jim Flannery, joining me. Um, we're going to be doing a little bit of a roster preview for the 2020-2021, um, or whoever knows how long it lasts season. Um, uh, for the Creighton women's team, and uh, yeah, so Flan, how you doing, man? How, how how's uh, how's life with like uh, trying to stay safe and trying to develop a basketball team to be ready for day one? How's that going? It's it's good. I feel like uh, you know we've had some we've had some bumps, but and we've had some people out of practice, um, some COVID related or quarantine related but uh we're, we're pretty healthy right now and i don't you know it's, it's just so day-to-day -day, like there's yeah. so many things happen but uh I, I've, I've been really pleased with our players attitudes and just their resiliency like i feel like they've handled it really well i think it's it's not easy for any of us and i think when you're you know 19 to 21 or two it's kind of be harder because you know they only get they only get a small window to kind of go to college and <laughs> be a college kid and and then compete on this stage and just I've been really impressed with our players ability to handle it and um and that's really helped me too I think if I <laughs> to be honest like because there's days where you you think well we're not going to have a season or it's going to be so truncated or so warped from any version of a season that we've ever had that you're you know that you just kind of let it <laughs> let pessimism seek in and <laughs> soak in whatever and then uh but i think they've done our players have been so good that it's been hard for me to kind of go down that path of of uh you know poor you know just poor attitude so um it's been good we'll see i mean i I just think being around them and being able to practice most every day in a kind of functional manner has been, has been really good. Yeah. I was talking to Sai the other day and she was mentioning that um, she did, she mentioned that you guys did have a, a few um, go in and out of quarantine, but she said your team that actually your team, your players actually wanted to continue practicing in masks in order to keep themselves as safe as possible in order to preserve whatever they could on their end, a season that you're going to have. Have you been kind of impressed with um, the maturity of their decision-making and, and trying to do as much as possible to keep themselves safe while also, you know, practicing on a daily basis or whatnot? Yeah, I have been. I think it's, I think it's really admirable that they're, that they've been, you know, and I'm not, I, I'm guessing none of us have been perfect. I know. <laughs> um, but I think they, I think for, for the challenges that are are present for kids that age or young people that age, uh, I think they've done a great job. And yeah, they've they've really they've wanted to practice in the mass because it's it's going to prevent you know them from going into quarantine um, in a lot of cases. And um, and I think they've got part of it is I think they've gotten used to them. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's perfect by any means to 
have to do that, but I do think there's a that that they've adjusted and had a, had enough of a um, period of time in them that it's probably a little bit more you know normal than it was to begin with. Because I I just I think when you first start doing that, you you can't imagine maybe going through a regular practice with it. You know, when we were doing shorter workouts in the fall and, you know, but I think they've, they've done a good job of adjusting, but, and like I said, it's like anything though, the more you do it, the more it kind of seems like it's not too far out of the ordinary. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, when volleyball teams around the state played in masks, uh, when, when the open gym started up on the AAU circuit again, I saw some guys that continued to play in mass. Said, your, your team's not going to do that for actual games, are they? Well, we haven't even we, – we've given them the option of if they want to individually, they can, or if they want to collectively, they can. And I, we brought it up. I brought it up Saturday um, to our players, and they said they really hadn't had kind of a formal discussion. So I'm uh, – I'm, I'm whatever they, whatever they want to do. Oh, I mean, if it, if from a contact trace, you know, when we had a contact tracer, our, our on-campus contact tracer come talk to us on Saturday. And I mean, I think if, if, if there's good reason to believe that it would keep us from, you know, if an, if an outbreak occurred on an, on a, after a game with somebody, if we were masked and our contact tracer would say that, we're okay to continue playing because we were masked. I think they're, uh, that's a, that's a pretty powerful thing mm -hmm. um, for them to hear. And then, uh, you know, but it also depends on what other teams are doing with their contact tracing and quarantining because we can be ready to play. But if, <laughs> if we can't find opponents who are healthy enough to play, then that doesn't do us. For sure. Good. You still, you still, you, the whole staff still plans on coaching in masks. Is that still the plan, or? Yeah, we'll be, we'll be in masks. Um, gotcha. I, I think it's. I always think it's funny when football coaches take off their masks. It's to yell and scream and. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's where they're, they're most likely to be spreading it versus <laughs> if they're whispering, you know, um, with nobody around them and they're masked. I mean, that doesn't. I don't know, but that has been so true. Like they always were like, okay, it's time for me to project my, you know, my, whatever the particles. So now I got to take the mask off to yell. It's like, what do you, that's when you should have it on. <laughs> when you're just breathing. So I wonder how, I, I do wonder a little bit because I, I'll, I'll pull the, I'll pull my mask away from my face to breathe, you know, mm -hmm. once in a while practice or you've got, you got an itch. You got to take care of on your face. You'll pull your mask. You'll pull it down for. You'll walk, walk. You know, walk away and pull it back down and itch something or whatever. But I do wonder, like, when we get into a game, if I'll be disciplined enough to like never pull it down to yell because if they're at the, you know, and I know we're not going to have, you know, it's not going to be super loud in the building. But like, I do wonder if I'll be, how that'll work if they're at the other end and I'm trying to call something and you know, will I pull my mask down and is that mm. going to be a, I mean, yeah, but I, in general, we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be masked. Lucky for you, you have a naturally loud voice, so you should be okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem.
Yeah, let's uh let's jump into this roster preview a little bit here and uh, kind of introduce um, the team to the world, if you will, through what you've seen so far through this offseason that has been obviously unconventional, but still one where you've you know been able to evaluate um, what you've what you what you'll have at least in the next couple of days against uh, Drake. Um, starting with the seniors, and I wanted to start with Temi Sarda. Um, you know her career has been. It's, it's, she's had a really solid career, you know, she's kind of flown under the radar throughout it because she's been more of an auxiliary um, part of the system um, playing off of the Audrey's and Jalen's and Sydney's um, in her younger years. But um, so I guess the question with her is from your eyes, um, you have this player who's been, uh, you know, super solid throughout her career. Now she's jumping into a role that she hasn't yet undertaken in the previous three years. And it's a pretty big task. Like how is Temi handling um, the leadership aspects of the role she's filling now? And, and how has her skill development progressed to what you want to see out of a senior leader like that? Well, I think you're right. She's probably, I, I thought Tammy would be a good college player, but I didn't necessarily envision her to be quite as good a scorer as she's been, to be honest. I felt like she was just small enough that, you know, at her very best, maybe at her apex, she'd have been a 10, 11 point a game scorer, even as a senior, you know, I felt like, I felt like she was ready to play defensively and at, just as a competitor right away. But I didn't know if she had enough offensive, you know, game to, to be as good a scorer as she's been throughout her career. But uh, yeah, the leadership has been great. I feel like she's, you know, she's, she's, she's really good on the court. And I, you know, as a coach, you don't always get to see the off the court stuff. I think she's good there, but like, she's always been a good communicator on the court and once practice starts, she's just a high energy player and you know I think the thing that you value is we've had to play you know Dee Dee had some back issues so she was out for a little bit and Tatum's knee isn't perfect from last year even so Timmy's had to play a lot of point guard in practice the last you know really since we got on campus in the fall like she's had to go back and forth between in practice between point guard and off the ball and she just seemed, you know, she does what you need her to do. She's, she's very intelligent that way and very willing to, to do whatever it need whatever she needs to do in practice to make sure that practice goes off the way it needs to. And I, I think that's something that you, you know, you, you value it as you see it more in the day to day. And then I think the last month she's practiced really well. I think really through the early fall, I was like, wow, she hasn't, she hasn't shot it as well. And, it looked like she'd lost a little bit of strength maybe. Um, but uh, I think, you know, so we had some, we had some, a little bit of just, Hey, is she, you know, is she, like you said, going to be able to, to hold up to what we need of her. Um, but through the last month, she's, I, I feel like she really practiced well and she shot it better and just overall done a, a really good job. So I'm excited for her. I think she's, you know, knock on wood, she's been super durable too. I mean, she's got a little bit of a lingering back issue that she always has to, you know, just, but like she's, I mean, I don't know that the kids missed a, 
a game or a practice in in the time that she's been at Creighton. Right, right. And so you 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 know, and that's something that I think sometimes we we undervalue too is just how steady being in practice every day is for younger players to see her example every single day. So I'm excited for her and about what she's done. And um, I think she's going to have a really good year. Nice. Um, Tatum Rembaugh is the other <clears throat> member of the senior class. They came in together and it looked like, you know, right off the jump, I think that Wichita State game was their first one of their careers. And it looked like they were going to be a pretty formidable duo um, between the two of them. Um, but, you know, injuries like, Injuries have kind of always been the hurdle in that have gotten in the way of Tatum kind of really hitting a stride, whether it's from one year to the next. Um, how, how has she done so far in keeping herself healthy and, and available in practice? And what are you seeing out of the 4.0 version of, of Tatum, especially at the one? Yeah. Well, I said, I've made the remark that I think she's a key to our team because I think when she's, when she's in practice and, and healthy and, and going at full speed. She's, she and Temi, I think are clearly our two best players. And so, and she gives, she gives us just some pop and the experience there, but also just the ability to make plays in the open court, but also end a shot clock, broken plays and getting the ball on the rim. And, and she's improved as a three point shooter. That's still not, you know, you know, she doesn't fall in love with it, which I like because she's good at attacking so um and she's been mostly available I mean we're going to need to she's not in the Olivia Elger uh barely practiced senior (laughs) (laughs) module but she but we have to live we have to be smart like our staff our trainer will say yeah it might be good to rest Tatum you know whatever day or you know maybe take her out of a couple drills here and there just because her you know, she hurt her PCL last, been almost 11 months, I guess. But, um, you know, she's just, she's had, she's had enough of a lingering issue that we have to, we have to monitor it a little bit. But she's, I think she's a key because I think she's, she's got the experience and the, and the skill set and the athleticism to really give us a, a solid starting backcourt. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, just with, with, with age and maturity comes more confidence. And when she's playing, when she's bouncing around and playing with confidence, we're going to be better. So I think, I think, um, I like what I've seen from her, but, uh, you know, she's, she's a little bit more precarious in terms of like the day-to-day availability than Temi, just because we need to, we need to be a little bit, not, not super worried about her knee, but just, you know, not, not put too much mileage on it in practice, more so than in games. Gotcha. I'm um, jumping into this junior class. Uh, I'm a believer in the kind of the theory that as players get into that third year, they kind of become who they're going to be. Um, at some point throughout that season, they kind of show you what they're, what you can expect out of them on a, as a as a baseline for a college player. Um, you've got four kids there who have kind of had you know, sporadic roles, uh, depending on how they performed, um, both in practice and in games. Um, so they're all kind of like interesting in that regard because they all kind of fit that, you know, sometimes they've been keyed on here. Sometimes they haven't been, um, it hasn't necessarily been matchup based, but more consistency. What have you seen so far, 
um, starting with Rachel Saunders out of out of her, especially because of what you're losing on the defensive end without without Jalen. Yeah, well, I think you know your first. Yeah, the, the defensive end is really where Rachel has had her value, um, particularly probably her freshman year, but even last year, I felt like she was. I think she made a nice little jump offensively, um, and you know, like you said, kids get more comfortable and. You know, the challenge for her will be to to add to her game without expanding it too much. I think, you know, Rachel's we don't need we don't need fifteen points from her and we don't need her hunting shots. We need her to make open shots and offensive rebounds and a lot of the same things that we've seen from her over her first two years. And uh so just kind of put her you know, have her expectations where they should be, but uh just, you know, give us the toughness, the physicality that she <laughs> – without quite as many fouls as we saw. And she did better last year. Her freshman year, she was a little too foul-prone. And she had a little bit of that in her last year. But uh, she shot it well last year. I felt like she made mm-hmm. – I felt like she was – so I think, you know, that's been a little bit of a struggle for her in practice is figuring out – and part of it is, Matt, we got some – some of our younger kids can score the ball better than – maybe I thought. So I think she's still kind of trying to figure out, okay, when do I, you know, when do I put on the floor and make it, try to make a play. But, uh, but we know what we're going to get in terms of just the, the effort and the, the uh, you know, I think attention to detail defensively has been even better than last year. So we just, we, you know, she's somebody you're going to be comfortable with uh, just, you know, for her, it's about, you know, squeezing a little bit more out of her what we need from her offensively without forcing plays gotcha um moving on to, to Peyton Brodsky um local kid who, who, you know I don't know if if it's accurate to say she struggled with confidence but it definitely seems to be reflective in her in her shot taking I guess you know shots that she'll normally see her pull in practice maybe in games she'll hesitate a little bit because she's not sure um, if that's the shot that the team needs at the moment, or if she's not sure that she's feeling in rhythm, um, how, she had, how many how many how many strides has she made in terms of feeling more confident um, to be that knockdown shooter that she certainly is talented enough to be for you guys? Yeah, well, that's, that's right. That's the key. Like she shot it her freshman year, she shot it pretty well, especially after she got off to a rocky start, but then. You know, after the first six or eight games, she shot the ball really well. And then last year, she struggled shooting the ball. And, you know, when you struggle shooting the ball, your decision-making gets worse because you don't trust your shot. So you're making dribble plays that you're probably not equipped to make. And so I think that really kind of hurt her. Um, and we've tried to make her just a little bit more of a of a catch-and-shoot player because we feel like when she does put the ball on the floor too much, you know, she's going to be more turnover prone. But the thing I like about what I've seen from her this fall is she's been a better rebounder at both ends. Like she, you know, the other day in practice, she had five offensive rebounds. And um, so I think, you know, and that's what you want your upperclassmen to understand is that like you might be 0 for 4 or 1 for 5, you know, but can, can we keep you on the floor because you play with intelligence defensively, you give us, you know, you get us extra shots, you're a little better screener, you're a little better cutter. And I, and we've seen that from her. And, and so I think it just, 
it does come down to her making some shots here and there, though, too. I think she's going to have to shoot it a little better than she did last year. Um, but if she does, you know, her, her, her ability to read the game offensively, I think, will be good because she's she is a gifted passer when she when when she's shooting it well enough to to kind of have the game slow down for her. But uh, you know, some other some of the other things I think she's gotten better at, like I said, rebounding. Just being, being, you know, willing to do something defensively and, and uh, you know, and just on-court communication, you know, I think as an upperclassman, she's been good there. Um, Gracie Griglione, uh, redshirt junior, right? So in her, in her fourth year, actually, on your team, um, you know, last year played more of the, 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 the you know, that big ball five, but also showed that she can step out and hit a shot, hit a jump shot every now and then um, as she can, how she continued to grow in terms of being a, a versatile five player for you that, that can be on the floor for longer stretches going into the season. Sure. Well, Gracie, Gracie's value is going to be in just kind of keeping us structured. You know, she's a good screener. Like you said, she needs to be able to make a three one while just so she can help us spread the floor and, you know, maintain spacing so we can cut and score at the rim. Um, she's not going to necessarily score with her back to the basket, but she can score off off pick and rolls. I mean, she's a good role player in terms of R-O-L-L, not R-O-L-E. But she's good. You know, she's good rolling to score off of a, off of a ball screen, um, can finish with either hand, um, you know, and just the, the – again being a good on-court communicator is going to be important you know she's you know she's got to use her experience there because we've got some younger kids who are going to be a little more athletic than her but you know they also haven't been in the college basketball program for three and a half years the way she has so I mean she's just gonna she just needs to be solid she doesn't need to be spectacular she just needs to be efficient you know make just enough perimeter shots you know and defensively you know the defensive rebounding is key like I think when Gracie's physical and and we don't lose defensive rebounding when she's on the floor then she can be on the floor but if she's not you know she's not going to she's not going to get loose ball rebounds necessarily because she's not quick enough but like she just needs to be physical and and be a good you know good defensive rebounder that that really will help her get on the floor but we like you know I just think she's She's got enough experience in our motion offense that there's a comfort level with, with her on the offensive end for sure. Yeah. Um, Chloe Yorick, uh, you know, she kind of seems like one of these um, Tyler Clement, Ali Jensen type players where it's like there isn't anything that's ever going to jump off the screen or jump off the stat sheet at you. But when you also look at like the negative categories, you're also not going to see any of those. Like it's just a super steady um, super steady force out there that you kind of goes flies under the radar, but but helps in more ways than you realize at the end of the day. Like, what it what what does year three look like for Chloe, and how 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 would you assess what her game brings to your team? Yeah, I think what you you know she is like an Ali Ali slash Sammy Jensen player. Like, I feel like she's um, low mistake. Kind of know what you're going to get, and the, and the thing I think that we told her out of last year was she, she shot it well from the three her freshman year. And she kind of, again, 
she didn't shoot it as well early, and she just kind of ran away from her shot, especially in games later in the, you know, the midway point of the year. And I said, that hurts you. We don't expect you to <laughs> – we don't expect you to score 12 a game, but we need, when you're in and you're open, we need you to shoot the ball, and you need to be a little bit higher usage player just because we're, we're going to need that. And I think she, you know, just struggled enough last year from – a confidence standpoint that that became a little bit of an issue. And I think she's cleaned that up. I really think she's done a really good job this fall of being a little more shot ready and her footwork. And we said, look, you know, you need to be shot ready every time. And, you know, we don't need you putting the ball on the floor quite as much, you know, just eliminate, eliminate dribbles. And I think she's done a great job there. I mean, she's got a chance, you know, in practice, uh, I as of a few days ago, she had 24 assists and nine turnovers through, you know, and it's like, that's, you know, almost three to one. And, yeah. and that's who, that's who she needs to be. She needs to be somebody who doesn't make mistakes, but she's also got to, she's also got to make more threes than she did a year ago. And I think she's, I think she's really done a good job of that in practice. And um, I think, uh, I, I think she's playing the best she's played. Uh, and I think it's, um, she's got a chance for sure to help us this year. Gotcha. Yeah. That's always the funny thing about Chloe is like when everything starts to accumulate, you're like, wow, that kid is super, super low mistake. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't, she just doesn't have the, the clunker that, that drives those stats out of whack. It's pretty funny. Um, us going into your sophomore class a little bit here. Uh, Carly Bachelor's a kid that certainly when Jalen went down, um, she she obviously stepped up and had a really big stretch of games there. Um, what what do you guys want out of year two from her? Um, not only in enhancing some of the uh, strong areas of her game that she brought you as a freshman, but also maybe taking it to the to the next level and making her someone that a, a you know an opposing scouting report has to account for. Yeah, well, Carly is at the at the at her core. She's just an activity you know, activity player, like just high, high motor, extra, get us extra shots by running, you know, get us better shots by running the floor and, you know, creating a mismatch or opening up something for a perimeter player in transition, cutting, scoring off the cut, uh, offensive rebounding. And then, you know, she gave us a, she gave us a good ball handler, like the teams that pressed us, she was, she did a good job of handling the ball. I thought uh, that was one area where I was really, really pleased with what she did. And, um, you know, her biggest thing is she's got to add the three-point make to her game. <laughs> and she was a good three-point shooter in high school. But as a freshman who's not getting to shoot a lot of them, she just, you know, lost confidence and, you know, didn't make enough to really – force teams to prepare to guard her at the three line. So that's the, that's what she needs to do is be just good enough from the three that, that it sets up the rest of her game. And, and she's done that in practice. I feel like she's been a more confident three point shooter. That's certainly not what we, we don't need her to shoot six a game, but we need her to be able to squeeze one and make one here and there. Um, she's added a little strength, but that's not going to be her strength. Isn't going to be her strength. It's, it's going to be like, like I said, just being able to, you know, be be tough to be tough to match her energy level, and I think she's done a good job. I mean, she's 
um, a little more comfortable, a little more confident. And, uh, and defensively, I think he's just a little bit more versatile having had a, a year of college basketball and understanding, okay, when we switch, you know, how do we, you know, how do I play this person? And so I'm excited for her. I think she's uh, worked hard to put herself in a position to really help us. Gotcha. Uh, Michael Parham was kind of like a matchup based player last year. Uh, certainly the Marquette home win stands out in terms of her being able to, to match up with a big physical front line and, and help you guys win a game that was uh, close down to the wire. Uh, when, when you look at, especially, you know, so she's been a kid who's like, she works on the things that I've never really seen kids work on. Um, so I, part of my question is, has that continued in terms of just like her body positioning, her screening, um, kind of just understanding the nuances of the game at her position? Um, and obviously her voice has gotten, uh, you know, more prominent from an outward perspective, like in social media and all that. But has it, has that translated into the, into the gym um, and in throughout the team, not only in ways that where she's continuing that Allie Green tradition of being a, being a, a poor joke teller from the Minnesota angle to start practice. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> yeah, she's uh... – I mean, I think she came in really focused this fall, and I think she's, you know, in the skill work, you could definitely tell she had, she had made some gains. Now, I think when you get – when you start playing five-on-five, five, the challenge is, you know, can I do this, some of those things? You know, am I comfortable? Am I confident enough to do those things when we're going five? And so we've seen less less of that. But she's still – she's still developed offensively from a year ago. She's um, – you know, in your point about like, you know, the, the teams where, where we're playing, where we need defensive rebounding and physicality and low post defense, she's going to be, you know, our number one option to guard because she can do all those things. I mean, her defensive numbers and defensive rebounding numbers in practice are, you know, far and away the best on our team. And um, so we like what she can do there. And she's, you know, she's gotten a little bit, more comfortable, you know, with an inside pivot, Sigma move where she can face and shoot it from, you know, seven to 14 feet. Um, and, and she made some threes in the fall, but I, I mean, she won't shoot too many. Of them. <laughs> I, I told her late shot, late shot clock, she can squeeze one or maybe even, you know, but, um, you know, again, just when you're talking about same thing with Carly, just the, the the confidence of having gotten to play just enough as a freshman, but the hunger of wanting to be even better and more productive as a sophomore. I, I'm, I feel really good about where she is. Um, and I think her value will be greater game to game. But like you said, I think there'll still be the physical, the physical teams where we need her defense. She'll be, she'll have a little bit more value maybe than, than if we need to score the ball. Um, and, and maybe low post defense and rebounding isn't as big a deal. Mm. Uh, Diarca Pryor, um, you know, she obviously you've mentioned you mentioned previously the injuries that have kind of uh, prevented her from having a consistent presence in practice and in games. But, it, you know, the, the obviously the one that jumps out is the St. John's game last year on the road that she almost helped you guys win when you were shorthanded. Um, what is what, what has she looked like so far? Um, through these handful of, of practices that you guys have had in, in, in starting year two for her? Sure. Well, she's, you know, she had, she had a little episode with her back uh, of, and it kept her out a little bit, but uh, 
you know, she went through some of the same. Uh, I mean, I, I look at her freshman year kind of the way Tatum's was, where she, when she got to play, you know, just when you're, when you're a decision maker as a freshman guard, you got the ball in your hands a decent amount. Um, she had some really good moments and she had some moments where she, <laughs> you just get going too fast. And I think hopefully the game slows down for her and she's just, her basement is higher because I think, you know, when you're, when you're a freshman ball handler, um, you know, she made a lot of good plays and had good moments, but then just the consistency of, of decision-making. And I think she, you know, her shot, she was a, she was a good three point shooter in high school, but in, in early, I thought last year, she shot it really well in practice, but lost a, you know, as she played a little less, the season went on, she lost a little confidence there. So, but she's a, she's a good capable three point shooter. Um, so I think the question is, can she, you know, can she make, can she make a good enough jump from a decision-making standpoint? And, um, you know, uh, I think she's had a good last week of practice. So I think she's put her, you know, after missing some practices, I think she's put herself back in the mix. Um, and I think we're going to need her. Um, and defensively, she can make some plays for us. So, um, you know, I think the good thing is, is, you know, if Tatum, if we have a stretch where Tatum maybe isn't, isn't quite healthy and we need to play more minutes, I think she's going to be capable of that. But I think there are going to be times where, you know, she can, she can really help us just because of her uh, ability to make, play, you know, some of the same things with Tatum, make plays in the open floor, make end of shot clock plays. Uh, it's just about, in some ways, it'll be just about making the simple plays when simple plays are needed. Uh, jumping into this freshman class, you know, a super, a super talented group. Honestly, um, it's you know maybe maybe to say that there's some Audrey and Jalen potential in there is unfair because they haven't played a game yet. But there's quite a, I mean, there's quite a bit of skill in this group, and I, I you know, I kind of wonder how you feel about it as a whole. But uh, you know, starting with Morgan Malley. Uh, you know, local kid, Gatorade Player of the Year, state champion. So, like, there's there's skill, there's winning um, experience there. What have you seen out of her so far as she transitions to the next level? Yeah. You know, physically, she's strong, put together. I mean, she's got – and she's more of a, a little bit more of a perimeter player maybe than I thought. She's – She's a really good catch and shoot three point player, um, and I think she's picked up defensively maybe better than I thought because she played a lot of zone on her high school team and even her club team. Um, you know, she's got she'll have some of the same growing pains most freshmen have defensively, but I feel like she's done a good job there. Um, and uh, you know, even though she's, I've been impressed with her catch and shoot ability. She can score in other ways too. She can score a little bit in the post. Um, she's done a good job on the glass. Um, I, th I think she's got a chance to be a really good player and, uh, and has been coachable. And, um, you know, I think that the conditioning, the up and down piece is something that, you know, she's got to continue to work on, but I think she's already made some strides there too. Uh, Mallory Brake, uh, kid out of Minnesota, 
did I mean didn't didn't play? I mean, her high school situation is one of the strangest I've seen, and with all the coaching changes and, and struggles they went through as a team. Yet, you know, she put up incredible numbers for a post player, um, despite probably being the number one and maybe only uh, focus on the scouting reports from a high school standpoint. Um, played on a really good AAU team. Like, what 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 does Mallory Break look like so far in uh, in practice here? Yeah. You know, she's a kid that's made you – know, was one of the one of the three freshmen who came in this summer. And, um, you know, just just recently I feel like she's made a little bit of a jump. I mean, she's – you know, she she played a lot of high school volleyball too. And so I think she's – you know, she's got a ways to go in terms of being a face-up player. But um, she she's a good athlete. She can run the floor. Um she can recover. I, I mean, you know, defensively, I love what she can do in terms of recovery. You know, she's a half step out of position. She can get herself back in position and, and she's, and she's coming as a, as a face up player, but I mean, she makes layups. I think that's, <laughs> I've seen enough post players who can't make layups. And um, I think that's going to really help her. And she's good. She's good on the offensive class. So I think, you know, her best basketball is, is a ways away, but like she can, in, in some ways, she's a lot, she's a little like Car what Carly could do last year, just activity level, be on the glass, put pressure on the rim by running the floor. And then, and then don't make, you know, don't, don't try to make plays on offense that you're not quite ready to make. Uh, Emma Ronsick, uh, you know, Gatorade player of the year in South Dakota last year. Um, Super talent, super. I mean, just a stud in both basketball and volleyball. So she got the two sport credentials. Probably could have played either at the next level based on what her performance. Um, what what type of player is she? Like, what what do you see out of maybe what her future looks like? Is, is she one of these? Is she one of these versatile four types that can spread the floor for you, score inside, score at three levels. Um, what what are you expecting out of her in terms of what her ceiling possibly could look like at Creighton? Yeah, she's the most well, of our of our freshman post. She's she's the most uh, willing and comfortable with her back to the basket. She, you know, she's had to play down there or gotten to play down there, so she's got good footwork. She's got a little Doug McDermott one legged kind of step back. Uh, not as not as good as Doug, uh, but she can make that shot. Like she's. You know, and yet she's a good face-up player too. So I think she's very offensively. She's a very talented player because she's she like you said she can score in the post. She can score at the three line, and and she's a good decision maker. I, I've been impressed with her passing, and defensively, you know, she's she'll struggle to guard quicker kids, but but she's smart about using her length, and um, so I think she's she's kind of impressed me there because I felt like that would be a challenge for her and. And it would still be a challenge, but I feel like she's she's maybe a little bit further along than I would have thought, and she picks up things quickly. So I think she's got a chance to help us just because, like I said, she's probably our best back-to-the-basket scorer, um, and yet that's not all she is on offense. And so um, excited about about uh, Emma for sure. Gotcha. Um, Jamie Horan was, uh, I think, Gary Player of the Year in Nebraska 18-19, right? So uh, coming out of the South, 
Um, and I think she was a stud in softball too. Am I not mistaken? She was a two sport stud as well, right? Yeah, probably could have played either at the next level. Um, what's what's uh what have you gotten out of her so far um, through her introduction to to college basketball? Uh, Jamie's just solid. Like she's she's not going to wow you in any way. I think she's, but I think she's been well coached. She's um, picks things up quickly. She makes open threes. She is good at you know knowing what she can and can't. The good passer. She's got good size for a perimeter player. At, you know, between 5'10 and 5'11. Um, and, uh, you know, I think – and she's a, a very willing rebounder too, I think. So, I think she's got a chance just because she – I think for a freshman, she knows what she can and can't do. And, like I said, she can knock down open shots, but she's not out there trying to do more than she can do. Um, uh, you know, her issue is she's a little bit of a tweener in terms of where she's going to guard defensively. But, you know, I do think she's, you know, she's played, she had to play a lot of man, you know, and switch in high school on the perimeter. So she's, even though she isn't going to be able to guard the quickest of kids, she can, she can compete defensively probably better than I thought in terms of if she's got a little bit of a quickness disadvantage, but uh, you know, I think she's going to, I think she's a really, you know, we've got so much depth, but I, I think she's she's definitely ready to play based on on just, you know, her understanding of the game and, and that she doesn't have any real flaws um, or noticeable flaws. Gotcha. Uh, rounding out this uh, preview here with uh, the last addition to the class, but one I think that you're pleasantly surprised with. Uh, just based on the early impressions and talking to some of your assistants and throughout the off season here, Molly Mogensen, um, what what stands out to you about the type of player, even though she was kind of a late addition to a class that you probably going into it didn't expect to be as big as it is in terms of the numbers you added. Um, what what have you been seeing so far out of what you got out of this late addition to the, to the recruiting class? Yeah, well, Molly's on She's super strong. I mean, her dad's a high school football coach, so she's been in the weight room probably since fourth grade. You know, she's a kid that if you watched one or two times, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily fall in love with. You got to watch her more because she's not going to wow you physically. But then you see her compete and you see, you know, she's defensively, she's better than you'd think. She's got good hands. She's, you know, she's active. She's, you know, laterally, she's just maybe average, but she's strong enough to stay in front of the ball. And then offensively, she can, she's willing to throw the ball ahead. She's a, she's got a good mid-range game. I mean, and she's, you know, she shot the three well. She hasn't, she's not a high volume three-point shooter for somebody who's five, seven-ish. Uh, and, and she doesn't shoot it from four feet outside the line like some of our kids, but she's got to be pretty towed up. But she's, but she's, again, I think she's super solid and she's, um, you know, somebody that is going to be, she's capable of playing right away, but she's going to be a good player down the road. And um, just, I think she's got a lot of intangibles too. I think she's just a tough, really tough minded kid. Gotcha. Well, as the snow starts to fall outside my office window, I think that's a good way to wrap this up. Um, 
hopefully I get to talk to you on Wednesday after a basketball game, but uh, I'm certainly not um, going to hold you to that in the year of our Lord 2020. So if that does not happen, I'll wish you a happy Thanksgiving right now to you and your family. Um, and always thank you for your time. I appreciate you sitting down, even though as it normally does with you and I, it lasted longer than it was originally scheduled for. So <laughs> I appreciate it nonetheless. 90, 90% of the time, that's my fault, Matt. And happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Have a good one, sir. We'll talk to you soon.